What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, Austin, you know we usually start with a musical intro or an intro for music. Uh, we're not doing that right now because today's episode, while there's no really big breaking news to talk about, there is still news or things to talk about, and they involve John Tavares. It's Toronto. It's going to be happening. That guy. That guy. He's not just a guy. He's, he's a Toronto Maple Leaf. He's a Toronto Maple Leaf who turned his back on the New York Islanders. So I have a special treat for you. This is only a tease. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to play the whole clip, but this is a tease into what we're going to be hearing today on this episode of the Tip of the Tower podcast. It's almost like he secretly hated the franchise and said, how can I hose them as much as I possibly can? Oh, I got this great idea. So Austin, uh, you and I were trying to think of a song that would work perfectly with with this, with this theme of of being a traitor, being a guy who turned his back on everything, and you found you found the perfect song. Uh, this one is by Daughtry, and what was it called again? I believe it's called Traitor. It's, it's called Traitor. So, to start off the tip of the tower podcast, here is our musical intro. You know, Austin, listening at that clip, I don't know whether to be just ecstatic, like to be like so happy to think that Toronto Radio is not that bad. Imagine having to listen to that. I guess maybe these guys are more five days a week. They're not. I mean, no radio stations really has a station uh, a show for seven days a week. But imagine having to listen to something like that for five. Days a week, man. Um, if you don't know, or if you've probably heard this clip, you've probably have heard a replay it on our own our Toronto sports radio stations. That was from uh, WFAN in New York. Uh, host's name is Evan Roberts. The prelude to that clip actually was even, I think, even more gold was the golden was too. The best part, but we can't play the whole thing because of time constraints. <laughs> we don't want to play the whole clip, but yeah. the best part, I think, of the whole clip too. I mean, I don't know if it was the best part, but it's the part that really got you hooked. Which, I mean, good on this guy for getting you hooked into his uh, his rant, his fiery hot take. Like this is worse than nuclear of hot takes, but he. Um, he starts this off by saying he, he got the news of John Tavares signing with the Toronto Maple Leafs from Sirius XM, the NHL network. And apparently the host 
I don't feel that it was meant as a joke or maybe he just misread whatever he was supposed to say. But he said that Tron Tavares was going to be signing with the New York Islanders. And then he went on this whole like, oh, for I was like, no, it sounded like he was like fist pumping and, you know, whatever, you know, you could think of during a celebration like that. And then he heard the co-host uh, tell the, the guy, no, you read it wrong. He signed with the Maple Leafs. And that guy just lost it. Yep. In that moment, he lost it. Um, I, I think what we're going to do is I do have the clip. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to put the whole clip into the podcast. We've heard it in full length. We... Uh, we had I I listened to it a couple of times just because of how um, uh, just there's no words really to describe it. I don't think I've ever heard a player since maybe LeBron James get kicked in the back or kicked, kicked in the ass. Kicked in the ass. Wow, it was just a bad analogy. You can, just, you can go ahead. Like just. Absolutely blasted. Blasted is the word I was looking for. For a decision that he had the right to make and to feel that the Islanders were somehow wronged in all of this. Uh, so we're going to play the clip. Uh, I think I'm just going to insert the whole clip here. Have a listen to it. Uh, that way you guys get an idea of how this whole back and forth between us and I is going to go about. And you don't know if it's going to be more of a back and forth or more of a just us uh going just digest dissecting this great great piece of radio right here so here's the clip of uh Evan Roberts on WFAN talking about John Tavares hosing the New York Islanders to think about how much of a phony this guy was and before i hear anybody tell me oh come on Evan he's a free agent he can go wherever he wants to go I'm not a complete moron. I understand he has the right to do that. I get that. We've seen athletes go home. We've seen athletes take a year less. We've seen athletes do a lot of that stuff. That's fine. That's not the issue. Don't make that the issue. The issue is the way he took this franchise on a roller coaster for the last two and a half years. You're telling me he didn't know? He tweets a picture in pajamas with the Maple Leaf logo. Oh, it's a boyhood dream. He didn't know he had a boyhood dream six months ago. He didn't know he had a boyhood dream a year ago. He didn't know he had a boyhood dream as he's going past the deadline. Lou is standing there waiting, trying to get this guy back. I'm not saying the Islanders are going to do much else in free agency, but they have to stand still waiting for this guy. He didn't know. It took him into the last second. He couldn't have hosed the Islanders anymore if he tried. That's the facts. It's almost like he secretly hated the franchise and said, how can I hose them as much as I possibly can? Oh, I got this great idea. So I'm going to basically whisper sweet nothings into the organization's ear, to the fans' ears about Belmont and Brooklyn and Long Island, and I'm going to wait as long as I possibly can. I'm going to have everybody come to me in L.A. like I'm a king, and I'm going to wait as long as I'm going to make it as painful as I can, and then I'm going to leave. But don't worry. I'm going to write a nice letter. Great. Thanks, bro. And here's the other thing about this guy. 
There's some athletes who have Twitter accounts. They don't use them. Maybe they tweet once every year. Now, now, he feels real good about using Twitter. So, Austin, listening to that glorious piece of radio, what what did you take from it that maybe other people haven't thought about or just you? the floor is yours? Listen, he's got to do his job, and I think you and I can appreciate that. He's a New York radio host, and that's the hot news. Um, I don't remember who the Rangers signed on the first day of free agency, but <laughs> they barely signed anybody. So the Rangers would generally be the talk of the town with WFAN for sure, because they are Rangers. Well, they do a lot of everything in New York. Let's be honest. But a star leaving his team is going to be massive news, and I mean, he pretty much embodied what Islanders fans were feeling at that point. Um, is it? Warranted? Nah, it's up for you to decide. It's that's a debate for another day. But oh, there's going to be a debate about this. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, my initial take on it, and you played it. I didn't even know this existed until about what ten minutes before we started recording. Yeah. So, uh, well, my, the time that we took to listen to it. So yeah. I mean, Jake is the one that gets fired up on this podcast, but uh, I'll try my best. I mean, this. <sighs> I, it's hard to – I don't want to get angry at the guy because he's doing his job. But, my God, Islanders fans, shut your mouth about this. John Tavares betrayed the organization, did a wrong, stabbed us in the back bullshit that you're pulling. John Tavares had a choice, and the choice – let's be honest. Jake said it during the last podcast. The arena situation's crap. The best players he's ever played with were this season when he was with Anders Lee and Josh Bailey, who are great. They scored a lot of goals this season. Who the hell were they back when the Islanders were making their playoff runs? Or trying to make a playoff run. They have something in Barzell. Congratulations. That is a good pick. He is going to be your franchise centerman now. The beauty of this for New York is that you lose Tavares – but Barzal's the reigning rookie of the year, so it's not like you have to go searching. You're in a better position than most teams. Yeah, like I, I equate back to, and I brought up LeBron James. Yeah. When LeBron James left Cleveland, he left Cleveland with basi- basi- basically, basically, basically nothing. Yeah. That franchise ha- was a lottery team until he came back. And he came back. All was forgiven when he came back. Yeah. But fans, like that. I remember the I was in Italy when I saw the uh the news of the decision. Yeah. Uh, I was uh all over the place. Ah, ah. Um it was on CNN too. Like They were they playing it in Italy? It was playing in Italy. <sighs> and I John Tavares, people don't even know who John Tavares is in Italy. For scope. No. Maybe in Portugal they do, apparently. Well, good Portuguese person. Nice. But um when he when he left, I re- I remember like people were burning jerseys, people were rioting. It was a disaster. But that was a that was a guy who left because not only because he wanted to win, because he wanted to put together the three. What do they call the dream? I don't know what the the big three. Big three, yeah. The big three in Miami. That's. I mean, let's just stop for a second because I I did a thing on personally on my blog where I just talked about. This exact thing we're talking about. John Tavares 
And I just want to branch off to the NBA for a second. Just Yeah, no, we have no problem. Because with what I wrote in this is LeBron started the, this current era of this domino effect of players just deciding, let's chase championships. We don't need to be loyal to our teams. And fair enough. You get to free agency. You've done your time with the franchise. It's your choice. I'm not going to blame anybody. No. What I respect about LeBron is that he and the Celtics lo- – sorry. He and the Cavaliers lost to the Celtics in 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. Back when KG, Paul Pierce, yeah. Rajon Rondo. Anything is possible. Yeah. Back when they had their big championship team. And LeBron knew he couldn't beat that team because the best uh, player he had was Ogauskas beside him. I'm trying to think of my mic. There we go. Sorry. Your, your mic, mic was good. My mic was blinking, so I was worried for a second. Yeah, it's it's fine. I got, okay. I got you I got you here. Um, so he left and formed a team with uh, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade so he could combat the Celtics. Um, now you see Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant's a snake, no matter what you want to say. Kevin Durant got in the news again today because he bashed a guy for saying, like calling him out saying, I don't care. He was in the news again today for saying, I don't care what you think about me bandwagoning. But that's what he did. He couldn't beat the Warriors, so he went to another team and pulled a complete bitch move and left. A team that was already making... Like, they were in the Western Conference Finals. The Oklahoma City Thunder. He had Russell Westbrook. I think it was more that he went to the team he couldn't beat. Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. LeBron couldn't beat uh, the Celtics, but he didn't join the Celtics. Okay, I see. Is what I'm getting at here. He went and built a team through free agency somewhere else so that he could combat the Celtics and beat them. I think think where people may... And you can some people can disagree with this. I think the take would be different if Tavares decided I'm not going to sign with New York. I'm going to go sign with Tampa or Pittsburgh. If it was San Jose, nobody would have given a crap. That Let's is also honest. true. It's the team he signed with that makes everybody so up in arms. Well, and and in the clip, the he mentions the whole pajamas. He didn't know he had a dream. How many years ago? That whole that whole idea and how he's saying that the. That, and the whole idea that he's using facts. Look, the fact of the matter is the Leafs have gone on record to say that their decision to go after Tavares didn't happen until February. Yeah. He never asked to be traded or wanted to be traded from the Islanders. That is loyalty right there. Because as a captain, you should never want out unless... Like an Eric Carlson said, people make point Eric Carlson situation. This is totally different. Like, well, there is other issue. There's a lot of issues in auto that New York just doesn't have. Like, we we like the phrase in sports when you're talking about managers signing players to a show me contract. Yeah, we use that term a lot. This was a show me year for the Islanders to show Tavares why he should stay, and they gave him zero reasons as to why he should stay. Other they, than they Matt gave Barzell him, Lou Lamoureux did his best. Quick job as Lou, he could. Lou did his best. Gar Snow did dick all to keep this player around. Yeah. He acquired one player at the deadline, and he bit, gave up, what, a late-round pick for Brandon Davidson, who didn't even play all the time? The, the issue is not even what happened this past year or the year before. Yeah. It is the fact that when Tavares ended his entry-level contract, only signed a deal if I think it was just over $5 million a season. for a guy that was, who, their, that was their chance. That was it, right there. If elite, if like that is never going to happen anymore in the NHL. You're never going to see a guy. Those were the last couple. Was him doing that and Crosby taking his eight point seven million? 
yeah. to stay in Pittsburgh. Those and were the last. And funny thing is, Malkin gets paid more. This also it deserved. I, think, I actually the only other the only other maybe difference is Stamkos taking less. Headman taking less. I saw a lot of people getting on about effect. how Kucherov is so much better than Tavares and making so much less, a mil and a half less. Look at the it's, team around him. Yeah. Give me a break. He took less money. You don't think Nikita Kucherov could get McDavid money on the open market? He would get more than McDavid on the open market. And a 40-plus goal winger that can just and look at and, Yeah, and look at the position he plays. And There's just so there's differences there. And it's the I, same with Stamkos. But people it's, take less money to stay in Tampa Bay because they are the class of the Eastern Conference. And technically, Tavares did take less. Let's not forget, he had thirteen million dollars on, on the table. He left how much with and the an, Islanders? And an extra year he left on the table. The, the, the Islanders' offer apparently was over ninety million dollars for eight years. That's more than eleven. That's uh, I don't know how it exactly plays out. Can't remember the exact number. I think it was Steve Simmons who said it was over close to ninety-one, ninety-two million. Yeah, but like he left seriously. money. I I've talked to some Islanders fans that are cool with it. They, you've seen them on Twitter that say, yeah, mm-hmm. he did his time with the Islanders. It didn't work out the way we had exactly wanted it, and good luck in Toronto. And there's a ton of Islanders fans that are saying he's a Judas and he needs to do this and that and take this and place it somewhere that's not too fun. And I think I think the big part about all this is that um, the blame is going to the wrong place. I, 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 I wrote a piece on Tip of the Tower saying the criticism towards him is not warranted. But this is how it was going to be. Yeah. Because he is the first of his kind. Exactly. In this generation that has... And I think that's probably... In, in the Players' Tribune piece, he wrote, I don't know if you read the Players' Tribune piece, he, uh, he said... Uh, I have not yet. I've you don't even it, need to read the whole thing. You just read the first little yeah. bit. And you can... You can Sometimes when it, it, and I know it's I'm a, assuming it just reads out like a press release, like to the Islanders no, fans. Thank no, you. No, it doesn't oh, no? actually. Okay. It's more so now. A lot of people talk about how these are ghost writers. He's not actually writing this, but sometimes you can you can sense, and this was some things I try to do in my writing. You can sense the emotion of a person in their writing, um, and you can tell that Tavares was conflicted. He was never set, and and this was something that even the Leafs management, they didn't know whether or not Tavares was going to come until he came into the Leafs' office and signed that contract. Because, look, Tavares may have decided the Leafs are my team, but then you see guys change their minds. DeAndre Jordan is a perfect example where he said, yep, I'm going to sign with the Dallas Mavericks. They had a verbal agreement, and then it's everything broke down. He's like, you know what, I'm going back to L.A. It is really hard for a guy to leave after so many years with one franchise, but to finally come to your thought, okay, let me just really think about this, and he did. Yeah. It's not like he just decided, yep, I'm going to go play for the Leafs. That's it. I'm done with New York. This was a lot of thinking, and he knew, he probably knows that this backlash, this criticism was going to come from it. And you, there's no way around it. I have no problem with people being upset with the player leaving. I remember when I was a kid yeah. and Curtis Joseph left for the Detroit Red Wings. I was upset because Cujo was one of my favorite players. And so this would have been, what, 2003? I was not even 10. I was like eight, eight, nine years old at the time. He was the only goaltender, really, that I knew in the during the Leafs' time. Like in those years, he was with the Leafs. To see a guy like that leave, it upsets people. But these aren't kids yeah. that are getting upset. These are 
people who are capable of tweeting out things, which half of them are probably seem like kids on Twitter, and a radio host who is supposed to have some sort of professionalism, but we also know the landscape in New York and their media is a little bit different. But that's the part that gets me. You're making this seem like he, he made it personal to fans. This never had anything to do with the fan base. This had more to do with what the team was doing and the options available to him. If the Leafs were not a team there, I guarantee he's with the Islanders. If the Leafs were not involved in all this, even if San Jose was in there, this would have been... He's not going to make the move all the way to San Jose. I don't think he does. Now, maybe, maybe, maybe he thinks San Jose's organization is better suited for him. Yeah. I mean, they are a better fit in terms of building the all. They, they were, they've been closer to a Stanley Cup, let's say, than New York has ever been in the last, let's say, 10 years. Even. That's also a lot less pressure on him. Yeah. But he doesn't seem like a guy that really worries about the pressure because if he, heaven if he forbid, did. he doesn't score in his first game as a Leaf, he's probably going to be run out of town or some stupid crap. No, and that's that's something I, I can't wait to it's, see is it's, how... It's a power that Leaf fans don't know. Yet. You know what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. We've never had this type of situation where there's so many solid players around and so young as well. Like, there is a core that could be kept together for at least seven years because Tavares is here now. You're going to have to contend for as long as he's around, you'd think. Now, and and we've had this. I don't want to bring up the captaincy. I don't don't want to say. But this is where... Not having a captain in all in the last year, I think, hurt the Leafs. And the reason I say that is because when things go wrong for a team, the captain comes out and says, "We didn't get it done." Things like you, you'll hear the cliches and all that. Yeah. There was no captain last year, and who took the brunt of the criticism? It's one player. It's, I mean, two players. Sorry, two, because Jake Gardner was the scapegoat for Game Seven. But Austin Matthews was so criticized that Mike Babcock apparently had to go have a meeting with them, had to go meet with them, um, and nobody could shut up here about how Austin Matthews didn't step up even though he had three different line mates, like line combination changes on him during the playoffs. No, let's make it about him. If there was a captain, let's say a John Tavares, that takes the pressure off of a kid like that. This is where, and I, I, I do want to talk about the captaincy just because, um, not because of the whole whether it should be Matthews or Tavares, the idea of that, but where this idea of where the blame should lie, and I don't think we should be very quick to lie where the put, to think about where the blame should lie, but rather, how do you improve? How do you get better? Forget about it. Okay? So... I'm, I think we're going to close this chapter on the Islanders and their. I think what's been said has been said. You can't take it back. No. No, and you it's, can't. It's just. The I'll least. be curious to see how he's re, how his uh, return to New York is taken. I guarantee they're planning a pajama party for him. By the way, Islanders fans, sick burn, pajama boy. You guys are so clever. Oh yeah, seriously, um, kick rocks. Go take a. But lap. then I oh, also forget who the general manager is in Lou Lamarillo, and I really doubt he's going to do anything special. Do you think now? That's quite. That's actually, I think, a good debate. Will Lou Lamarillo have a tribute video? There was a, there wasn't one for Phil. No, even. No. I mean, uh, John Phil, Tavares has sort of endeared himself to New York fans at this point, like Vince Carter did when he left Toronto. 
You you brought up uh, where it's yeah. like you know what I mean. Vince Carter is loved now in Toronto. Yeah, but it when takes he came time. Back, that was a volatile environment. And this was the, the Vince Carter thing was like he wanted out so bad. Um, have you watched the Carter Effect yet on Netflix? I haven't. I that's one take, thing. Take a look at that. I got I really have to watch that. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I think Tavares is not on the same stage as Carter, and I don't think you think that as well. No. But I'm very curious to see what happens because, as you said, Lamarillo has dealt with a similar situation when Scott Niedermeyer left the J- New Jersey Devils. And uh, I had his Anaheim. contract up here. It was the lock. It was after the lockout year. It looks like he's. Yeah, up. it was the year Anaheim won. Oh five oh six was his first season was, with Anaheim. Did they win the cup? That was the year they won the cup, right? I believe they won in 06. 07. 06 was Carolina, I think. So, yeah, you're right. Sorry. They played Ottawa. It was the year after. Um, um, I just find it funny. He signed. This is the biggest defenseman. Po- Arguably in the world at that point, Scott Niedermeyer. Yeah, you know, at that time, yeah, he was oh yeah, six oh seven around there. Yeah, he was probably like uh, he and Pronger, and they were both on the same team, obviously. Well, Pronger was a trade because yeah. he. I don't even know how those many... were too massive. What I'm getting at is yeah. he was the biggest name probably in free agency. What did he get? <laughs> this is a salary he got cap. Four years, uh, six point seven five million a season. A season. Yeah, the sal- but you also see what the salary cap went down to. Holy smokes. Well, I mean, 05-06 was the first season with the new salary cap. I think it was like, yeah, and it went low. Yeah. Like, a lot of teams are screwed. Yeah. And the Leafs, I well, think. the Leafs would have been screwed because they were Tom, Tom and Selmy was on uh, on the lead. Yeah. Uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Blair and Stephen Brunt's podcast. He oh. said, yeah, we, had, we were a team that was in Colorado. You look at, I mean, the only team that didn't really – Get shaken up about it was Detroit, yeah, because Detroit knew how to draft. But Colorado, Toronto, um, those teams uh, spent a lot of money to build, try to build contenders, had to go about it a different way, and they just couldn't adapt. Uh, but I digress. Um, I, I'm just curious to see because Lamarill has dealt with a similar situation with Niedermeyer leaving to go play in Anaheim with his brother. Um, I don't know how he was brought back to New Jersey because they played. In Anaheim, going to New Jersey is a little bit different. I do also find it funny, just on a side note, that Scott Niedermeyer is having his number retired by the Ducks. Oh, yeah. He only played five seasons for them, but he's having his number retired. He did bring Paul Korea, along with him, who played way more than the Ducks. Paul Korea's number should have been retired a long time ago. Yeah, but he's just now, because Paul Korea basically went MIA for a bit and just... Stayed and out I, of the and you don't we really blame him for that. Yeah, no. Well, Sportsnet did a thing on him. Doing did that, he? He uh, never won the thing. cup with Anaheim. Nope. No, he wasn't on the team that won. That's that's. I think that's probably one of because he was in uh, like St. Louis or one of those teams at the time. Yeah. Uh, growing up, Paul Korea was one of my favorite non-Leafs players, um, and that was probably the the saddest thing is him not winning a cup because, man, like in, with that series against the Devils, uh, he. He almost single-handedly tried to wield that team with a concussion, like hitting, getting hit by Scott Stevens, like who's a freight train. Um, Great goatee as well. But I, yeah, I don't know how Niedermeyer was was brought was um, handled or that situation was handled. Like Lou, I, I I appreciate the culture that Lou Merle set with the Leafs, but I also hate this old school. It's not even really really an old school mentality. It's a Lou mentality. Like people think, oh, Lou with his old school mentality of not a player's not wearing old certain school numbers. Mentality. That would that would assume. If that you're thinking he is, of like the 40s and 50s, and yeah, he's got an old school mentality, not doing video was, tributes for like a guy. He like, is old school. He's 75 years old. 
He exactly. So you're trying to like old school to me sort of implies that it's like sort of a younger guy trying to bring it back to how it used to be yeah. with their culture. Lou is 75 years old. This is what he knows. It's all really as a culture. And I think part of the reason why he was ousted in New Jersey was because he didn't know the new culture of the That's NHL. That's part of the much. reason Matt Martin's going to play every game for the Islanders this season. And Leo Komarov is going to be making $3 million a season. Leo Komarov's probably in a center for the Islanders this season. And an AHL enforcer got a four-year deal. $1 million per, though. So A four-year deal. The There's term, the term Ty- Tyler Ennis and... And we that's that's a show got a one year six. Tyler Ennis has shown more than this guy has. I understand. <laughs> like, I'm, come on, I'm not defending the move. But I know, but it's you, not some egregious number like two and a half or three million dollars. I okay, but you, if he did that, then you know Lou has gone senile. Like people think he's gone senile. No, 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 no. No, Lou. Like, it's a one million dollar contract. If you have to send him down to the AHL, you're not bearing that at much this salary. point. He's preparing the Islanders for a rebuild. By doing these contracts, and they started off. Well, can we? Can I just real quick? Can we just like talk to Islanders fans? I don't have the music for it, but the Tim and Sid music. No, it's okay. Remember you, can what put these it, have, you can put it in post. Remember, it's all remember good. what these have? Yeah, the, that the, was my like favorite. The favorite part about Tim and Sid. Are you gonna take a Sid rant right now? Yeah. Okay, my, I'm turning my mic off. Here we go. Go. Hey, Islanders fans, it's me, Austin. Listen, shut up for a second. I had to throw it back to Tim and Sid there. Shout out Sid Six Zero. Um, I'm not going to get into this whole rant with like how Sid does it as that's his own thing and he's very good at it, but the rebuild's going to happen. Um, a lot of people in New York, uh, Rangers fans in New York, Islanders fans alike are trying to sort of rationalize the fact that their teams may still be in it next season. I see David across from me making little smirks and looking weird, but, uh, it is, this is your moment. I'm letting you have it. It's all good. Um, I just embrace the rebuild because a lot of these teams will not embrace a rebuild. Chicago sort of did this season, and I'm just taking examples. Chicago did in a way by being able to get a top 10 pick, but that's just because they weren't a good team. Um, New York, their draft was stellar, I think. Um, they got Blade Jenkins, best name in the draft, uh, debatably with Jet Wu. I will say that. Their first three picks were fantastic. They got Oliver Wallstrom and Noah Dobson that just fell into their laps. That is a possible franchise winger and what looks to be a top four lock defenseman. Some say potentially a number one. Could yep. be a top pairing defenseman. Top pairing. If with the right development. And Bodie Wild, who if he can work out some of the kinks that they had of him during the draft, which is why he fell, then he can be a stud as well. Um, they got Jacob Skarek, who was one of the top rated goalies in the draft. I mean, that draft was good for Lou. Uh, as far as I can tell, I'd have to look into this, but I don't think there was any 6-5 defensive defensemen taken, so they're off on the right foot with Lamorello. Um, and, I mean, the team's not in bad shape. As we said, Barzal is a stud. Anthony Brovillier can become a top-six center. You have Lee, who had over 30 goals, I believe. Yeah, well, that was playing with Tavares, Josh Bailey. Those guys will – I mean, with Barzal, they might be better. They're not going to be better. Yeah. But they're going to be – Maybe able to stay afloat and still score. There, there are going to be some issues, but that There's is some... with every rebuilding team. But the Islanders under Gar Snow, Gar, Lou Lamorello is an upgrade over Gar Snow. I'm just going to go out. And oh, say. I and you know what? I'm not totally. I'm not saying Lamorello is a terrible GM. I just think 
he has to embrace a different I think he realized with the Leafs, and I think the Leafs situation was good for him. You have to think differently than how you've thought in the past. Yeah. And I think the I think the de- the Devils experience was an eye-opening one for him. Yep. And I think he changed with the Leafs. Uh there's still some of that old school mentality in there, but I think what he what he's going to bring to New York is going to help them. Yeah. Not um, in the short term, but may, over the long run, they're going to see it. I'll bring it back to basketball again because it's a good comparison with LeBron and Tavares. LeBron leaving, the Cavs were an absolute joke that season. They ended up getting Kyrie Irving, who built the framework for their future franchise when they won the championships and made the finals when LeBron came back. Tavares, you would assume, is not going to be coming back unless it's on like a one-year stupid – I'm not going to get into that. I I doubt it's It's not a similar situation in that regard. But the Cavs were terrible. They were abysmal when LeBron left. Like they, I don't know how many games they won. I would assume it's under thirty or twenty-five somewhere. I, I have, that. I wouldn't know off the top of my head, no. But what I'm trying to say is, Barzal is your franchise now, and he is a hell of a player. So it's not all bad. The defense needs work. The goaltending needs work. There's no doubt. But there, you have Kiefer Bellows. You have Josh Hosang. You have Michael Dalcol, who could work out, could not. Mike, hold on, let me make sure that's. Uh, Dal Cole, Michael Dal Cole, cool. Uh, there are some pieces. Kiefer Bellows is going to be exciting, and when Wallstrom and Dobson are ready, they are going to be very good contributors. So this lineup is going to be good. You just got to give it time. And Tavares is a tough pill to swallow, but and let's not forget they also have a good coach. Yep, they got a Stanley Cup winning head coach. A good coach that will work well, I think, with Lou. And he's, and, got, he's got patience. And let's not forget that the next hire could be Mark Hunter. Yep. Well, with Barry Trotz, the thing is he was the coach of Nashville for so long. And yeah. how long did how many seasons was he there until they made the playoffs? Oh, like he's gone through that grind where it yeah. takes you a couple years to build the right team. But they yeah, trust and, the process. And the, and the Predators and The Predators were an expansion team, so it's different. But what I'm saying yeah. is he's used to he's experienced winning now. With the mm-hmm. Stanley Cup, and he's experienced where he's had to go through a couple seasons. And of and the usually coaches like that know what what they can do differently in those periods. Yep. I, I think he learns from his mistakes. That's why yeah. he's won a Stanley Cup now. Is that closing the letter for Islanders fans? I just wanted to get that in before. Cause yeah, it seems like the sky's falling with the Islanders. It probably won't be the greatest season of all time here, but oh, you're definitely, definitely not. not going to be the worst team in the East. They're a team that I think, other than maybe. They're a team that's set up, and they've got the tank master goalie and Robin Leonard. So I understand. <laughs> get prepared because you could get Hughes. You could get Hughes. You can get there Jack are some, Hughes. There's some past Hughes. So, like I've been looking at this next draft already, and there's some really yeah. solid players. Alex Newhook is at least at least there. And I think the the whole bringing Matt Martin back and Leo Komarov, guys like Matt Barzell may not. You have get one touch. of the most dependable bottom sixes in the league. If it's not star studded, like there's some pretty good, there's some good pros in there. Yeah, so you've got Cal Clutterbuck, you've got Casey Zizekas, you've got uh, Martin Komarov. Uh, they just signed Philpola. Like there's some good, there are some decent players in that team. They yeah. just they're not going to blow the East out no, of the water. They're not, like, and that's what fans they instantly give up on their team because hey, we're not going to finish first in the East. It's like there's. You just give it give it time. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, let's shift focus now. Um, I'm assuming you saw that first picture of John Tavares in Leafs gear. 
from CCM Hockey. Um, also seeing him on the ice for the first time in Leafs gear. And boy, does Austin Matthews look pissed about John Tavares being in a, in a Leafs uniform. Can, can somebody, ex- can you explain to me, or maybe I'm not getting the memo on how this all of a sudden uh, makes makes Austin Matthews mad, upset, whatever the heck you want to say. Can you explain to me where that rationale came from or who started this whole rationale? Of Austin Matthews being upset? Yeah. Did anybody bother asking Austin Matthews? No. That's my question, really. No, I think the media is still trying to get over the fact that Austin Matthews can actually speak to media members now. He was under Lou's reign for so long. Um, I, I, it, it's just, oh. But it, it, happens... it wasn't from the media. It was fan speculation. Like, this is not not bashing the media saying, who asked, who didn't, why didn't you ask Austin? Yeah. This is just saying fans need to find a reason to throw gas on the fire. I don't know if this was fans. This is more of... Well, just like people around the game need to be able to throw yeah. stuff in in order to just bother or bring up new stuff to talk about. Um, Like, Austin Matthews helped recruit John Tavares to this team. Yep. Mitch Marner recruited. Patrick Marlowe recruited. I cannot wait to see Tavares and Marner play together that first shift. Oh my gosh! Um, like, I also love Max Domi talking up about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh yeah, that was, he's gonna feel it. That's hilarious. The first game of the season, he's gonna see what the Montreal Toronto uh, rivalry nowadays is yeah, about. Exactly. We'll see. Let's see the. Let's see how he's welcomed in Montreal. That's all I'm gonna say. Carey Price better stand on his head in that first game, or Montreal's gonna implode. Um, also, I'm interested to see if Kakaniemi actually they force him to play up. I think he should go back to Europe for a season. I think so too. But Montreal stay away from Montreal. So stay away from. Montreal I'm getting right off now. track here, but I'm just I'm really interested yeah. to see what Montreal and Ottawa do this season because they're both in trouble in different ways. I will get you back on track. Um, yeah, I mean we'll see how that first game goes. I, I it's I don't think it's going to be as instant as me some people may think. I think it's going to take a little time. Yeah. It's usually what happens when you get a player of that magnitude. A, I think the good a good comparable, although he was traded. For it, he wasn't signed by the team. When New York acquired Giancarlo Stan, they yeah. already had this great young nucleus. Or when Golden State acquired Cousins. Okay. Sort of just like that. Mm. Ah. No, no, because they were already established as a championship team. Like, But so was New York. They well, were... New York, not with this current core, that's what I'm saying. No, like, but they were, a couple, they were a couple games away from the World Series last season. Let's not discount them. Uh, they they, they had, were very good. And they added another. They were they were a young team that was getting good. Like it hadn't yeah, well, reached that point yet. Nobody. Good, I don't think anybody thought New York was a World Series contending team though last year. They knew they were going to be eventually going to be a World Series contender, yeah. but the core, how young they were, very very similar to the Leafs. I think. Yeah, that's fair. That's what I'm trying to get I'm, at. Now here. I'm getting the connection. <laughs> so you have a great core of Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, uh, Greg Labor, Bird. Labor Torres. Now, now Glaber Torres and, and Anular. Frazier's playing off the bench. He's like he's a top not even off prospect. the bench. He's going to be in Is the minors. Could be in the minors if they go out and get. That's a, that's somebody the Jays are looking at for hap. We're going to get to that. We're yeah. going to get to that. Oh, okay. Um, but they go out and they get Giancarlo Stanton. Do you think when? Giancarlo Stan came to New York that Aaron Judge was just all pissed off. 
I hit X amount of home runs, and you go out and you do get you, Giancarlo uh, Stanton. Do you think when Giancarlo Stanton came to New York, they went, wow, how are his defensive numbers going to be? As <laughs> they did with Leafs, saying, wow, their defense is still crap. Tavares doesn't matter. Or they're pitching. Or, yeah, sorry, that's They're better. pitching. Sorry, I'm not baseballing right now. I'm in hockey <laughs> mode. Yeah, you are. Um, a little bit, but... I think it's a great. I think it's great. People always said the Yankees need pitching. They're saying it this time around. But who are the Yankees being rumored to? Manny Machado. Somebody was also saying. I saw a tweet today saying, um, and it sort of relates to the Marner and uh, Nylander thing because yeah. obviously the big thing after Tavares was signed is well, well who's that, out the door. That's that's my best. Oh, I loved Kyle Dubas's response on Thirty One Thoughts. We can and we. Don't, That's it. Don't tell. How can one uh, sentence crush the entire league's dreams of the Leafs? Not just that. He, and uh, he even, like, uh, on TSN Verde, he just he also said, we just pitched a great core of young players to John Tavares, and now we're going to trade him? Yep. That is so unfair to what? As soon as they get the contract signed, it's, okay, send him out. It just doesn't make any sense. What I was going to say is the tweet yeah. I saw is back in 2015 when the Jays acquired David Price, mm-hmm. the Yankees were also in on him with the Tigers, and apparently what stopped the uh, the trade to the Yankees was that they wanted Luis Severino and Aaron Judge. Whoo! The Tigers. Well, the ball's on the Tigers. Luis Severino is a Cy Young candidate now and an All-Star. And Aaron Judge is one of the upcoming, like, probably close, is probably... I don't know if he's the top slugger in the league, but he's up there. What I'm getting at here is trading one of your young stars instead of letting them develop for a player that could help you in the now but can burden you later, not always the best idea. Guaranteed David Price would not have signed. We're seeing it with the Blue Jays where we gave away all the assets. Price didn't even sign. Now you're now you're back to square one. And At least rebuilding. the price deal, the price deal wasn't the the back like the backbreaker. No, the Tulo one hurts because he's injured now. Yeah, and we can get uh, all this. We can get through. Like honestly, what I'm what I'm getting at is yeah. shut up with your Nylander takes because Willie's here to stay. Him and his man bun and his beautiful beard from the off season. Man, Boy. How, how these guys are growing beards <laughs> with Lou out? Like, Austin Matthews well, that, we is We didn't know vacation? that they can grow beards because they haven't been able to since they joined the league. Mitch is the only one that's not going to be able to grow a beard. Let's well, be yeah, right here. But that's, that's <laughs> He's going to be, be like Jonathan Taves trying to grow a, be- a mustache. It's going to be the test. Is it, who can grow a better facial hair, me or Mitch Marner? Probably mm-hmm. Mitch. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't even try. But, yeah, I, I just I don't get this idea of you've got a good team. Yeah. You make it better. All of a sudden, now that means something about the team has to change where it might not make it better. I understand the Leafs need defense. I'm not saying the Leafs don't need defense. I look at that defense core, and I'm just like, that's a that's lot right. of question marks still. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that needs to go you, perfectly right. You need Ron Hainsey to not fall apart. Yeah. You need Nikita Zaitsev to get I, – I think that, that bug that he had where he lost weight, that, that took really a lot out up. of him. That really screwed him up. He needs to at least be half as like take take what he had last season and just marginally increase, and that's already better. You give we can we can debate here if you want about where you think the Leafs D pairings are going to go next season. Depends on if it's. I currently don't see Ojeganov making the team. I think 
Babcock thinks he can, but we've heard Babcock say guys can make the team. If he's if he's the, another Zaitsev, we really don't want two of them. Like that's what the comparable is. Is he's sort of coming in with the same sort of skill set as Zaitsev. The Leafs and I, and Jake agree with me too. Is they need a little sandpaper, a little size, and people are saying, "Well, sizes and everything." I'm not saying they just need size. They need a guy who can also play. You know, but, a guy that really interests me and did not even come onto my radar because no is Martin Marincin and oh, listen going to me down that road, I'm not Austin. campaigning for Martin Marincin but I'm saying don't be surprised if he gets a really good look at at least the seventh defense what, what have we what have we learned about Mike Babcock since he's come to Toronto uh he likes guys that aren't very good at hockey no if he has an opinion on that well, player, yes, but no, it is very wrong. hard to change it. Martin Marinchin was not very good. Good pro. The AHL is not the NHL for guys at a certain age. Is he a good pro? No, because he wasn't happy about being in the Marlies. It took him time to but. accept that he was an AHL player. And then, yes, he did improve in the AHL. A lot of people that are listening to this will hear me mention the name Martin Marincin and instantly fast forward. To that, I apologize, but I'm saying he will get a very good look because Kyle Dubas is a Kyle guy that Dubas likes will Martin ensure Marincin. that he gets an opportunity. Yes, but Mike Babcock also knows the in order for a guy to show that he is ready for the NHL, the AHL has to look like a breeze. Yeah, Marincin was look bad. pretty. And he wasn't terrible. He wasn't bad. He wasn't, he wasn't exceptional. He wasn't Travis Dermott. Travis Dermott looked like he didn't need to be there. He exactly. That's what Timothy Andreas Lilligren Johnson looked like he didn't need to be though, there. That's that's the point. That's the point. I'm, I, Timothy I think I'm, Lilligren I'm looked like he needed to. to be there. Let's just get that out of the exactly. way. Exactly. He needs another year at least. He needs. Oh, I think it, for sure another Timothy year. Timothy Lilligren. I screw this up every podcast now because now I need to get it right. He needs another year. Everyone that's on that train. He he's a he, good player. The whole, player. the whole mono thing was like people yeah. don't realize he lost you can't season. you can't play when you have an illness like that. No, you, in a young guy like that who doesn't play doesn't isn't able to train and skate and do all those things. He needed that season. People were surprised he even went to the Marlies. Let's be real here. He could have gone back to Sweden. Yeah, and he could have played men's hockey, but. He the play, SHL is sort of held in the same regard as the AHL, like that exactly. skill level, so why not? Just come over uh, and play the North American and my, on North American ice. That's, I, and maybe I'm I'm a little a little harsh on Marincin. I've seen him play with the Marlies too, and I've seen I think you you give him more opportunity than yes, maybe he maybe because of how much he played, that gave him confidence and he was a little bit and he improved. He's not going to be playing that same amount of time with the Leafs. There's also a lot of pluses and a lot of minuses that come with Martin Marincin. And the pluses are that he is not a bad defender. He's also left-handed, though. Left-handed, which is debatable whether you need that on the Leafs because Mike Babcock likes to match. You've seen it with the Maple Leafs. He's a decent to admirable penalty killer. Like he's been pretty good when he played with the that Leafs can't the clear PK. the puck, but that's also that's, a that's the downside is you cannot give this man the puck. No. Which is a big part of being a defenseman in the NHL. It's the same with Roman Polak, though. You couldn't give him the puck either because it was a grenade. If, it's like he was handling a grenade. If, if you're asking me whether I'd rather have Martin Marincin in that bottom pairing or a guy that, like, 
Oziganov. Oh, I'd um, rather see Borgman on the bottom pairing. Borgman. I don't care. Actually, Oziganov's a right-hander, so that's I don't care if he's a lefty. Put I'm Cal- sure Dermott can play the right. Cali Rosen, Andreas Borgman, and Martin Murchin could be the three guys bought like going after. And Connor Carrick. And well, Connor Carrick's a righty, so it's gonna yep. be him, Oziganov, and Hull and Hall. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think Cali Rosen's probably gonna play top pair at the AHL next season. I think so too. Because I think he, it's gonna be him and Borgman Lugan. might might as well because he had that injury. Well, there's a lot of people saying Borgman wasn't happy to be there though. So do you really want to piss him off and risk him going back to Sweden? If you don't perform, like, this is my thing, and this is where when I heard that Marinci wasn't happy about going to the AHL, when you do not perform yeah. at the NHL, the NHL level, that's where you play. Where do you, do you rather be, Josh Levo, and sitting at, in the press box all year, or playing hockey? Yeah. This is actually my big thing about the whole CFL NFL argument. Mm-hmm. They always say how guys in the CFL are terrible or they couldn't cut in the NFL. They don't care. All the guys I ask is, oh, what, what makes you, what made this story? But he's like, I get to play football. Yeah. Ask any guy, ask Rich Clune, uh, some guys who play in the NHL and have that ego, I will say Ella Brooks like, that don't want to play in the NHL because it's you're a lesser league. You're above, apparently above it. Well, guess what? Your NHL team does not want you. Yeah, you're there now, so you can either pout you, and you, cry you, in your corner. You either you want to be a hockey player or an NHL player. In order to be an NHL player, the correlation is you want to be also a good hockey player. You have to be a good hockey player. You have to have that passion NHL. for the game, not just for the league. Yeah, I think that's where people have to realize that a lot of every player wants to play in the NHL. There's only 24, 23 spots on an NHL roster. I my math is terrible. E twenty, oh boy, yeah. Sorry, you get eight. You get eighteen skaters a night, and then you get the goalie. Two goalies and then two scratches. So okay. Not every player is going to make it. You need to show now, especially if this was the Leafs ten years ago, six years ago, those guys probably could make it because. The talent level wasn't there. It's, but now that the young talent is taking over, you really have to show. You can't make those mistakes that guys like – and Kelly Rosen was making those mistakes. Borgman showed that he needed needed some time to get consistent playing time. You can't make those mistakes. Connor Carrick made mistakes. Yeah, it's it's the minor leagues in general is this you have to be good before you can make that jump. We went to uh, Brampton to cover the Brampton Beast, the Montreal yeah. Canadiens ECHL team. So every player I talked to was basically said the same thing: "Is well, this isn't the dream, but this is where we are now. So you have to make the best of your situation." There's guys who say, "My goal is to get here, but they're very it has to it. start somewhere." Yeah, they're it has saying, to hey, start somewhere. I want to be in the NHL, but I'm not there, so we have to just play. There was a player. Oh my God, I can't even remember. There, you hear it all the time about guys. They went from ECHL. Mm-hmm. Justin Hall. Here we go. Guy was drafted by the Blackhawks in what, second round? Second not, round, yeah. Third uh, third round. Third round? Yeah. That's pretty high, okay, for, for a defenseman. Sure I'm right there. I'll let Austin check. But this is a guy who. Nope, second round, 54. Second round. I thought I was right with that. You are. Right. Right. Congratulations. Second round pick. Couldn't cut in the NHL. Couldn't even cut in the AHL. Is in the ECHL. Pretty much his time with the Blackhawks is done. 
Marley's give him a chance. Yeah. He plays a couple of NHL games too as a little reward. But you keep working out of the AHL. He, I never ever once heard him say, "I don't want to be here. I'm not really thrilled with my situation." Now, he's a guy that might get a legit shot in the NHL. We're also not putting into account that there is a strong possibility that Rasmus Sandin and uh, Sean Dozy <laughs> could asterisk could play for the Marlies. Sandine and at some point in the Jersey? season, because they can both come over. Maybe when their seasons are done, they come over and play for the Marlies. That's, so that's I, th- I think Sandine. That, I think that's the plan. I'm just I'm looking at the thing. He, from he played a yeah. He played the, the difference between Sandine and Lilligren is that um, you you weigh out. Kyle Dubas clearly likes what what his situations like in the Sioux. He even said but he, when he goes back yeah. to the OHL, like he's kind of hinted that's where he's going to go. And he's obviously comfortable with what the Sioux does in developing players. Yeah. And, and why you, not? you also don't team. want to have too many young defensemen playing for the Marlies because then that's gonna that's making Sheldon Keefe's job really hard. I I bring up Sandine because uh, the Pension Plan Puppets just put out a article a second ago, and this is Thursday we're recording this just yeah. in case anyone's wondering. Uh, that Rasmus Sandine is not listed on Team Sweden's uh, World Junior roster for the initial camp. <sighs> Um, who is? Uh, let me look. Because uh, Darlene okay. is for sure on that. Uh, nope. Darlene's not on here either. Well, he's going to be in the NHL, so Buffalo's not going to loan him. So they just left him off True. completely. Um, okay, so some interesting names. Uh, Adam Boquist is the biggest okay. name on the he's list. He's probably going to be there. Uh, Adam Ginning, who was a later round pick, is there. Tim, or sorry, Tom Hedberg. Uh, Sebastian Walfordson, Simon Johansson, Niels Lundqvist, who was a first-round pick for the Rangers, uh, is going to be there. Uh, Philip Johansson and Philip Westerlund. So okay. decent defense, but there's only two first-rounders in that group as far no. as I remember. So this could be a case of European teams tend to go with guys who've played in Europe. More so, I think, when it comes to those tournaments. You look at Sweden's done that. Finland's done that. Team Sweden's summer camp in Kamloops. That's Sweet. Interesting. <laughs> then that makes this a little more puzzling. But I mean, <laughs> it, it just could be a matter of they've seen certain guys more or they feel like these guys would be better. I don't even think Sandine played in the tournament this year. No, I don't think so. If they don't play. Well, they, uh, Deline was the only underager they sent, I'm yeah. pretty sure. So if they don't play in last year's tournament, the chances of them making this year's or team. Not, not underager, but no. draft eligible. And these guys have also played in Sweden's under 18 system. I don't think. Sandine did. I, I mean, I'm making this stuff That's up. It's becoming more point. of an inch, interesting thing with me, and I'll just go for this aside for a sec, is that the World Juniors don't bring in more draft-eligible players. To now, now, but now it's towards. become a, a point of winning the tournament, not just showcasing your yeah. talent. I, I get it from that regard, but it's like how cool Canada Canada's done that. I think Canada's own. They've done a, I think there was one year where Canada did not have one draft-eligible showable player on the team. It was all guys already drafted. I think this year, I think la- the team that won this year was one of those teams. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, a lot of overage guys, or not overage, but guys that are draft plus two and whatnot. exactly. So it's just the way it works. Um, I don't even think I was gonna say we're gonna talk about the Leafs captain captaincy thing. Ah, captain stuff. They're gonna name a captain at some point. That's that's that. I think I made my point about that earlier. Yeah. Um, I do want to move on to two other topics, non-Toronto Maple Leafs related. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Cool. 
Um, let's start with the more realistic one, which is the fact that J-Hab is not going to be a Toronto Blue Jay after the July 31st deadline. Yeah. Like, unless the offers are crap, like, not even, like, it, it, I, and this is actually a point that Jeff Blair made. I don't know. Was it Jeff Blair? Damn, who made the point? If you get a terrible offer for J-Hap, sometimes it's better not to trade the guy than to just trade him for the sake of trading him. And I kind of agree with that because if you're just trading a guy to trade him, you're setting a bad precedence for trades going forward for your team. And two, when you look back on what you got for a guy when you trade for him, a lot of the times teams get roasted for it. Um Liriano for Teoscar Hernandez. People were just like, Teoscar Hernandez, who is that? Now look at what's was, happened. Yeah, well, initially, I think we were all pretty happy that they got a top 20 prospect from their yeah. system for a guy that was, what, our fourth or fifth starter at the time? Exactly. Um, That's pretty so, good. And you had guys behind Liriano that could come in and replace him. So it's pretty much a win-win. Yeah, so I think... And I, I don't know what Hap can go for. I don't know. Like, it, the, there's so many wall cards in this year's trade deadline in the fact that the Mets could all of a sudden decide DeGrom and Syndergaard are here for the taking. Go have had it. That would screw the Blue Jays' mat royally. Because if you're yeah, the Yankees... There's still, there's still some teams, like the Cubs have been linked to Hap. The Cubs have not... Like I looked at it, the Cubs don't have anything. Yeah. They blew all a lot of the prospect capital on the... Well, it's, it's, it it's the cycle of baseball. I mean, you gain a good good prospect system you trade that prospect system away to win now then you're stuck there yeah. you rebuild the cycle continues it's like we unless you're the our, yankees apparently that cycle just keeps yeah, on we going we were talking the other day about the the chl how it does that yeah you draft oh the chl is the worst with that your team sucks you draft good prospects you make a run and trade away your next five years of draft picks and then you suck He's for a couple <laughs> of years and then you start over again it's just yeah. a cycle it's a weird cycle um i wrote four teams that have been rumored or linked to J-Hap. Yep. The Yankees, the Cubs, the Brewers, the Mariners. I was going to say, are the Mariners one Because that was his old team, yeah? Old team got traded from there to Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, again, like the Cubs don't have, and I don't understand how they don't have any prospects, is they haven't really made, they've made trades, but they haven't really gone out and made big deals. I don't know what, some teams I don't understand why they don't have much to offer. Now, I'm not looking for the Jays to get a team's number one prospect. That ain't happening. You look at what Atlanta's got with Albies and Okuna, it's not It's not <laughs> happening. You're not getting a team's top prospect. You're uh, giving up. Unless you're top. getting... Unless you're giving up a Machado or an MVP candidate. Or, or a Bryce Harper or something like that. That's the only way. For a J-Hab, if you can get a top 10 prospect, you're laughing. 15, 20, and 20 is still good. You know who the Jays' 19th ranked prospect is, I believe, right now? I think this is when I, I have it, I have it up, so I can let you know. Let's see if you see if it's the same as who I think it is. Because it's probably 19th? The, yeah. <laughs> who is it? Kevin Biggio. Kevin Biggio. You know who leads AA or his conference in home runs? Kevin Biggio with 19. And he's... The 19th ranked prospect in the Blue Jay system. Yep. And even past that, there's 
Hagen Danner is the 20th ranked prospect, and he's supposed to be a very good pro- catching prospect. Kevin Smith, who is having a great year, as far as I know yep. from just reading up on prospects. Rowdy Telez is still number 15, which is interesting because he's like 20. How old is he? Rowdy? I'll have to look that up. Rowdy I don't know his age. Hold on. I'll find out. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the Yankees are, I, I think, probably the most likely. You, they you, have a good prospect system, and they need to. They need stack that pitcher because Sonny Gray has really let them down. Um, that's that's the, the, the that only thing that will impact this is if they go after Machado, or that they go out if Syndergaard or and uh, Degrom are available. I don't know many other pitching pro- pitchers out there. I don't there. think you give up what you like. Hap is dependable. Hap is. I'm not gonna say like the Yankees. Syndergaard is a top of the line starter. It'd like, be a total Yankees move to go out and get Syndergaard and Degrom and pitch them fifth in your rotation. How hated like that would be it. The Mets would get hated for that to trade him to the New York other I, New I York that, team. It's it's like a it's a unicorn. The Yankees and Mets making a trade. It hasn't happened since like '08 or something. I don't. I can't remember the last time it's happened. I think it was 2008 or 2009, somewhere around there. They made like a minor player swap. Um, so and that's, that's it. And and somebody also mentioned if the Blue Jays are going to trade within their division, which rightfully so, you better get a lot out of that divisional rival. At the same time, it's just like, so then other teams get a discount because they don't play in your division. I don't like that mentality a lot. Um, I think the Yankees and Brewers are my two top. I think the Brewers really feel like they have a window here. They traded for Yelich. They got Lorenzo Cain. They have Lorenzo Cain. Eric Thames has been pretty good. Pitching-wise, I'm not as familiar with their rotation, but... I would assume that it's a work in progress if they're interested in Hap. So the Yankees and Brewers are two teams that are very – and Brewers are also interested in Machado as well. So they clearly have something to offer if they were to go out and get it. My, my I'm really wondering, does Hap drop, then Machado, or does every, is everybody waiting for Machado? I'm not sure. I think Machado probably. It's sort of like what happened with um, – what happened with – Stanton. Okay. Free agency. It's like the first shoe falls and then we'll see what happens. Very true. Um, um, but, I mean, Clint Frazier's not even listed in the Yankees system now because he's playing for them. So it's he would be their top ranked he, prospect, he, I would he, think. He is their top, their top ranked prospect. Angular apparently could be made available if they were going to go after Machado. Apparently, Justice Sheffield is the one the Orioles want. He's their number two prospect. But they, they're hesitant. Uh, uh, Chance Adams, I've heard a lot of. Yeah, trade talks. basically, not if they're if, Hap, they're, if they're not Latino, I don't think uh, the or- chance of the Orioles want them is very slim, from what I've heard. Really? <laughs> Orioles hate. They they trade away international pool money. So Keegan they, Matheson talked about this yeah. with us, I believe. They don't like, I don't understand it. Any method, you, any means to get a team better, you should do it. Um, well, well, speaking of Keegan. Yes. What does Keegan have? Uh Cooking. Keegan Matheson, friend of the show, always wanted to say that. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will begin his rehab assignment for the GCL Blue Jays on Friday, and That's it is not de- a definite he's going to Triple A Buffalo, according to the Blue Jays. I think, I think that it, that report, and I was we were going to get to that report by Rob Longley. Yeah. Um, we've heard he's going up soon. Everyone, get ready. Yeah. He's coming up to Triple A. Until the Blue Jays make that announcement, I know they're going to do it. Yeah. 
they only have so much time left in the AAA season. I'm yeah, it ends I'm early, al- right? It Isn't does. Like August or yeah. not August. Like I'm also convinced August. that it could also mean he's with the Blue Jays at some point. And there's well, two reasons for it. The Blue Jays it. just signed another really good international prospect. Yes, they? they did. I, I'm, the name escapes yeah, me. Yeah, I'm drawing Paul, Paul uh, Taylor wrote about him for the site. Okay, um, cool. It's a shortstop. Uh, it's, he got $3.5 million, and I think, in the signing bonus or whatever. And well, they, Guerrero well. Jr. got only 400000 more than him. Yeah, they're they're doing well with their international signings because one of the guys they signed last year was Eric Pardino, a Brazilian pitcher. And he's doing pretty well. He's got he's playing sixteen for, year old. He's playing for Bluefield, I believe. He's seventeen now. Seventeen. Uh, okay. January birthday. So, uh, but he's got a three twelve ERA and is one and two on the season and in seventeen innings pitched. With uh, looks like he's playing in the Appalachian League, but that might be. Oh no, there's the Bluefield. Uh yeah, three twelve. Yeah, three twelve ERA, one and two in four starts. Three twelve uh, ERA though is pretty good for he's a small guy too. He's only five ten, one fifty five. So. Hey, hey. Height don't measure heart. Let's be real here. Fair. Uh, but the what I'm getting at is the Jays if one thing with teams is you have to those international prospects. You've seen it with Vlad Guerrero. We signed Vlad Guerrero Jr., and obviously he made a lot of hype because of his namesake. Oh, here we go. Or or yeah. Orelvis Martinez. And they also, uh, the Jays signed Lourdes Gurriel Jr. last year. No, two with, year, that was two years ago. Uh, with No, with Kendry's. Was he oh, with? No, I, I. Yeah, it was the same day as Kendry's Morales. Was it really? Yeah. It was like right after. He was old. Because you know, it was older. like Edwin signed, then Kendry's signed with the Jays, and then they announced Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Everyone was like, what the hell? Because I, I remember doing. He's a also thing on, he was also an older prospect. I did that's a thing right. on uh, them signing Guriel for a tip when I yeah. first joined last year. That's true. Okay, because you weren't here two years ago. Yeah. Um, oh, you wrote a thing about Kevin Biggio. Damn it! I was going to write one for my own thing. I did. Um, <laughs> he's he's a guy. And John, a lot of what I wrote about was reported by John Lott of how he's changed the mechanics and timing of his swing, um, which usually helps and. He's he's a guy that's again, I I, I like guys who have bloodlines to the, like who have uh, the history of the family history with the game, yeah, because they've lived it, they've seen it. Um, for them to, well, the Jays have certainly gotten the wealth of just having. <laughs> oh, they have another one in uh, Griffin Conine. He's been playing very well. Apparently. Yeah, you those genes. I, it's it's some people might Don't think it's them. over. Don't you can't. In hockey, it's not as big. You don't see like I think uh, Wendell Clark's son got drafted by the Capitals. His, uh, I think it's his nephew. Was it his I don't nephew? know if it's his son. Let me check. I thought it was his son. Hold on, Cody Clark, right? Uh, Wes, I think Cody. Uh, Cody. Or just do just maybe? do. Guarantee if you type in Wendell Clark's son drafted, that will help you. SEO guys. Google search really does help. Um, oh, I spelled his name wrong. That's why. I couldn't find Cody Clark. Yeah, it is his son. Yeah. So we, we don't see it as much in the NHL. Like, okay. Feel old yet, Leaf fans? Max Domi, Ty Domi's son. <laughs> um, I, there's not as many as what we've Not as many before. examples in hockey, but it's going to start happening soon. I think so because you're because these are guys also that you kind of remember and heard of. So 
Um, Nick Antropov's son. That's a good one. He's supposed to go in the top three rounds next season. So there, there is examples. And baseball, I think, is more so because baseball is – There's probably a lot more examples that we don't know of. Because, because there's so many – But there's also so many players you sign in baseball and you yeah, you draft. There's 40 rounds in baseball. Yeah, so the it's chances of a track. guy – Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, Bo Bichette is a good example of – His older brother was drafted and a lot of hype because it's Dante's oldest son. And he was just cut loose by the Yankees. I watched the story that Sportsnet did on him a couple of I wrote, uh, a week ago. I wrote that story on Sportsnet.ca about Bobichet from it. But it was um, just off what the video said. So He was, yeah, he was the first one of the Bichettes to be drafted after his dad uh, went. And he was a top prospect for the Yankees. Didn't work out. Didn't he, His dad didn't even want Bo Bichette to <laughs> He wanted to play, play Bo to play tennis, right? Yeah. And um, Bo ended up being a top 10 prospect in baseball now. Now he is, yeah. uh, and he was only drafted in the second round by the Blue Jays. So, yeah. um, I think the the Blue Jays will be looking for guys that are more MLB ready <laughs> than projects. Have you? Uh, I know you're a Juventus fan. Have you seen the Ronaldo? No, oh, don't yet? don't do that to me yet. I I haven't. I'm confl- I've been conflicted about that. <sighs> it's so weird. It's so nice. It's so weird. Like people, I look. I'm not. I don't a, want to get off into um, a soccer chat. Yeah. I'm just scrolling Twitter. Um, wow, you just uh, football. It's really weird. No, seeing him in a UVA kit will be the. It's very odd. It'll be weird. It's like seeing John Tavares in a Maple Leaf jersey. No, not no, quite. no. It's that's about what he, it would he spent be nine like years with a team, and then went back to another <sighs> team. It's. I'm trying to make a. This would have been like if Totti, who's playing for Roma, decided to come to UVA and was always a UVA fan, but got. Signed by Roma, but it's a little different in in calcio, as we say in Italy. It's like if David Beckham left Manchester United, went and played for Real Madrid. Oh wait, but oh, I'm not gonna get there. Nope, nope. We're it getting was, off. It this. was Real, right? We're getting. Uh, I didn't watch soccer back then. I know he played for AC as well. He went everywhere, man. Yeah, I, he was all over the place. Same with Ronaldinho. Yeah, it might have been a lot. It might have been Real. Anyhow, Dang. man, this is where I need Jake would have known for sure. World Cup things. Um, go Croatia. Um, but um, I'm not even Croatian, so don't know where that came from. No, but shout out Canada, 2026. Um, I think we can agree, Jay Hap. I would say Brewers, Yankees are the top uh, ranked teams to go after him and possibly land him, unless a team comes out of nowhere and decides we're going for it, like the Athletics. They always seem to want to do something. Um, so I wouldn't discount them. They seem to. Have gone up in the in the uh, wall card standings as well. So don't don't count out any team. Yankees and Brewers are the two teams I've and I've heard that they've scouted the Brewers system, the Blue Jays. So uh, let's uh, let's see how that works out. We're gonna end the show with another debate about another rumor. <laughs> this rumor. one, I'm I'm not sure what to make of it. Because <laughs> it's a story. Oh boy, is it a story? It's so much of a story that Odd Shark, can you Austin find me the tweet? I believe Odd Shark has been tweeting this out. Please tell me who the top team they expect or betting odds expect Kawhi Leonard to play with next season. Because you, you have your computer open, I don't. Oh, the betting odds. Yeah, so uh, Odd Shark on I Twitter. I believe 
we'll have it I on think Twitter. I just saw something from possibly the score or maybe Tim and Sid, and it said the Raptors were even. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> now I'm going to pull this up. It was, what was it, uh, plus 400, wasn't it? It's plus 400. This was a couple days ago. A couple days ago. It's changed. So the first – a report from the Washington Post came out saying that Masai Ujiri is going to go hard after – um, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Which I, I'm not like, oh, that's such a dumb idea. Yeah, four hours ago, Odd Shark has them at even. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, they have them. Um, let me see here. Damn. Odd Shark tweets out a lot of odds. Really? Oh, here. Okay. So, yeah, they're even. Um, I think that's 200, plus 200. That's what even odds are. Um, they have a lot of teams in here. They have the Nets in here at the end, at plus twenty five hundred. The field, <laughs> the just field. play the field at plus five hundred. You have better odds you, than the Clippers. So you know how at that, that point. you know how that works, right? Yeah. Bet a hundred, make four hundred. In the Raps case, I think it's bet a hundred, make two hundred. So you break, you you win a, you, you get a hundred. Yeah. You get a hundred. So you you get a hundred. Um, Solid. That sounds like fun. I. Don't Should I know. put money down on Kawhi now? I'll just put ten dollars and then I'll have money. I don't for lunch. know how the 76ers aren't favored higher, or the Celtics. I mean the Celtics or the Celtics, because the only way a trade for Kawhi is going to work is if either MLSC decides we're going to pay a shit ton of luxury tax. Excuse my language for that part, but that's a big luxury tax bill for that a team a that hasn't money. played a paid a big luxury tax bill in quite a while or ever. <laughs> Um, I don't think they would or, ever have to pay that much of a bill, ever. DeMar DeRozan or Kyle Lowry are going out of town. And we discussed this last night in our group chat. If you're the Raptors, you'd rather trade DeMar DeRozan, I think. It, wouldn't that there be are, the case? There are arguments to make for both, I think. but There are arguments. Lowry makes more DeRozan's contracts longer. If you trade away Lowry, you also have to assume that Fred Van Vliet is going to have the is start, going to assume he, the starting role he, or DeLon he's Wright. Even, he's even caught out and says, I want to be, I want to start. Yeah. Good on the guy. He's, he's got to be no Kyle He's going to get his chance. Cause he will. Kyle's 31, 32. Um, like he's hmm. not exactly. No, his, he's not young. But Kyle Lowry still brings value to the team. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not trashing Kyle Lowry. I'm no. saying – Kyle Lowry is Has, the long terms. No, he's like not. 10 it's years it, down the this road. is yeah. This is definitely Fred Van Vliet's job to lose down the road. Yeah, um, and Delon Wright's a fantastic backup for him. Exactly. I he's can't a combo. He can defend yeah. well. He's perfect. I just can't think what the Raptors would have to give up to get Kawhi. It starts with DeRozan. As long as it's not OG or Fred, I'm cool. Sounds good. I'm, I am so – I, I don't know many – I don't know – I haven't heard many people talk about the potential trade package. OG cannot be included. I know people are going to say, but it's Kawhi. OG is a guy that can eventually – I'm not going to say he's going to turn into a Kawhi Leonard. I'll give you Bebe in a conditional second. <laughs> um, but OG has shown that he can be something I don't in even this know league. if there's conditional picks in basketball. I'm just um, – Yeah. Well, the condition Bebe's would be, be in the trade. It's not like Brown lottery. Wilson in a third for the Leafs. What, basically what the, Celt- what the Nets should have done, which tell the Celtics, we're not trading you lottery picks. But if I was the I Raptors digress. personally, I would just go ahead and trade people and That's the only for RJ Barrett, but they're not going to do that. I think they tried to do that at the draft. 
Yeah. Part of me thinks they tried to get Gilgis Alexander and didn't. And yeah. Um, but the, that would have been a good start. Gilgis Alexander, Raptors, OG, and RJ Barrett would have been nice. We've seen the Rafters when Masai Ujiri took over. Uh, Andrea Bargnani was that untradeable contract, <laughs> untradeable commodity Un- that the Raptors actually got something back for. That was the pick. Jakob Pertl was yeah. the pick they got. Um, Steve Novak, a bunch of stuff that they Marcus flipped Campion around. Was in there. Yeah, they moved things Marcus around. Campion never played for the Raptors, though. But they moved those things around. Yeah. Um, I'm just. You can't tank if you're the Raptors because you want. You can't go from a 59 win team to a tanking team. In the NBA, we also know tanking is not something you can do easily. No. And it's not a proven. Unlike the NHL where your odds are a little bit better, even though the odds are, I think they kind of weigh out the same. Tanking the NBA and Vivek, I think, uh, I, our friend Vivek Jacob has told us too that you can't just expect to tank and and land that first pick. Yeah. Or even a top three. If you're under the assumption that you're going to do that, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because you have to have everything. The Raptors right. were that close for Wiggins. The Raptors, yeah. The one... <laughs> The season they traded Rudy Gay and got all those bench players, that looked like they were just selling off for spare pieces to end the season, and they managed to make the playoffs. Yeah, so... So, you know, nothing's guaranteed in the NBA, especially since there is... Every team that knows they don't have a realistic shot at playoffs is pretty much in the same boat. And Masai, They're not, like, trying to make it. They're trying their best to just be an, either a tank team or a team that finishes near the top ten. And Masai Ujiri... Could try to convince ownership. Look, if we tank this year, we got a uh, probably a guy who is going to be better than Wiggins at the time the draft comes along. That is not as hard of a sell because you think about a Canadian guy, very easy to market. But you, you're you're it's it's like playing the lot. It's again like playing the lottery. You don't just don't know. You can't put your your trust and faith into that happening. So. Um, I do think going for Kawhi makes sense in the sense that you've agreed to change the coach, realizing that something isn't right with the team, so something has to change. I'm just skeptical of, A, the Spurs aren't the type of organization that feels like they're in their pressure to do anything. So if I'm the Raptors... You, you go in there and you give them your best offer and you say, this is our best offer. At this point, Kawhi doesn't want to play for you guys. Let's give you something so you can try to compete for this year. Because San Antonio yeah. still wants to be a playoff team. Um, you give them a young piece. It might have to be a Pascal Siakam, from what I've heard. A first-round pick and maybe DeMar. Um, that would be a that might be enough. I don't know. You just don't know what the Spurs want. The reported ask out of the Lakers was Ingram. Um, all the things they wanted, like a, two first, two uh, third, two firsts, like two thirds. But the Lakers, but the Lakers, compared to what the rap, the Lakers are expected to be better because of LeBron and Lance Stevenson. And La- well, <laughs> I just wanted to hear. I, you say was, it. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say Rajon Rondo at least. Um, oh right, that. And assuming Lonzo doesn't get traded, they wanted like one. Of, oh, they wouldn't have been. They Lonzo. wanted like two of Lonzo Ingram or Kuzma. 
I think and it was like Kuz- a second and two. I think it was first. Kuzma Ingram two firsts and a second. I think that's what it was. Woo! Not happening. But if you're the Lakers, you're just like, eh, we'll just try to get I'll them just next take year. Our, take our lumps this season with the Warriors. It would have been like it would, this. Would have been like if if Tavares did what Kawhi did. And it's like I don't want to play for you guys. I want to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. It's like the Raptors thing. They're just going to hope that uh, the yeah. Warriors win this year and then Boogie leaves and goes back to another team after he's got his ring. At this point, you make the NBA Finals, you're going to just be happy to be there <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Um, and if you give Golden State at least some competition, you'll take that even if you don't win it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Kawhi would be – a significant piece that the Raptors I don't think have ever had since Vince Carter. Like that guy who can you can say he's a top five player in the league. Yeah. Would you say Kawhi's top five? Let's say top LeBron, sure. Steph, Kevin Durant. Uh Russ is up there. Russ Harden. Harden. Yeah, so let's top say 10. at least top ten, top Top 15. ten. Oh, for sure top ten. I would say outside top five, like in that we haven't seen the Lonzo's guy play. number one in the league. <laughs> Never lost. Oh, my God. No, listen. God, I love that. that guy with all my heart. Um, but <laughs> I, I just. That guy is in treasure, and he should be just yeah. protected. I feel, I just feel like right now the Raptors, like there's this false sense of hope that yeah. the Spurs, is, this is all of what the Spurs want to do. And then I hear, I think uh, uh, Scott MacArthur was talking about this on Overdrive with Dave Feschuk. And that hey, he he doesn't have he doesn't seem to want to sign anywhere but L.A. But if you give him the year in Trump, maybe he decides this is where I want to be. Probably not, but <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Guy, I'm gonna be realistic here. He's probably going back. This to is LA. not like the NBA is not the NHL where you eventually get into an organization. And be like, yeah, I like this. This is where I want to be. He's like, can I win here? No. Okay. He'll Golden make mu- the Raptors would probably be in a position to pay him if. Uh, they trade Demar and Abaka is able. I think Abaka has what one more year after this year. Something like that. I think he's a three-year deal. Him and uh, Kyle got three-year deals. So yeah, maybe the Raptors just decide we'll throw, we'll give you the max contract. Is that enough for Kawhi? I don't know. Um, but what I do know is that this at least. I'm gonna do the same thing with Kawhi that I did with Tavares. I'm not gonna be excited till he signs or till he gets traded here. You're not gonna. I, I'm. I'm in the same boat. I, I was with Tavares because now I feel really good because he's a leave. If Kawhi doesn't come here, great. Sure, whatever. He's not gonna stay. Whatever. Just make up any excuse. If he comes here, yeah, sure. He's gonna sign a 12-year extension. And I don't care. I. I'm just very. I would like Kawhi, but I. I I've be, learned to become more skeptical and not believe all the hype until it actually happens. So. Don't be caught in the hype, guys. I don't know what to say. I, I'm. This is the one time where I'm just. I don't want to get too excited about something that can or may not happen. I've been burned before in the past. Um, not with the Raptors, not with the Blue Jays, but more of with the Leafs because the Leafs were really the only team that could somewhat get a meeting with a top free agent. So, um, was that supposed to be a burn? <laughs> I guess. Burn. Um, but let's be real here. Like, got him. Sorry, guys. That's just my that's my hot take for the day. Let's just say that. Austin, uh, I think we've covered everything we need to cover. Yes. I think we're good to send the people home. Yes. Or 
change the channel or change the track or change the podcast. I uh, would like to thank you guys for joining us on this episode of the Tip of the Tower podcast. I know I've been promising a guest. I haven't. I've been lazy. Let's just be real here. I haven't had the time to reach out to the people I want to reach out to. Hold on. I'll reach out to one right now um, while we're doing this. Austin is on the case. Um, I mean, it's more like I produce, host the show. So it's, I'm not like some other podcasts that have a producer or have the guys that will – it's a little different. Like it's a little tougher because I don't want to impose on guys, especially our hockey guys who are just getting on vacation. One of our guests that I want to get, he's currently in Scotland, which probably gives it away. Uh, another one, I've seen him in the cottage. So I don't want to. I don't want to impose on them just yet. It's a little bit tough, but I do want to get guests on here. We are going to make it a point to do it. So uh, just hold tight. Uh, we'll tweet out when we get the guest so that you'll actually excited maybe we'll try to get a question period in if possible um but i know for sure we can get one guy in um i just wasn't sure if we're gonna get him before the mlb trade deadline or if we're going to ask him afterwards if he's listening you know who you are um but thank you for subscribing make sure you uh well if you haven't subscribed please uh head over to itunes uh we're on spree uh spreaker so you can download the app it comes right to your phone when the t- podcast is up and uploaded. You can go on any of your Android. Uh, I believe we're on Google Play as well, if I'm not wrong. If you're not, if we're not, you can go and follow us on a podcasting app because we're on iTunes. You can get us through there. Uh, the most podcast apps populate through iTunes. If you need to know how to do that, I can show you. Um, check out all of our stuff on tipofthetower.com. Um Austin, I don't know, the, the score, you're not doing as much writing, right? You're doing more editing? No writing whatsoever, but if there's this thing you're reading on on the score, there's a high likelihood I've seen it and fiddled with it a bit. Yeah. Um, we, we've we uh, had a great month so far at TIP. We're only 12 days in, and we've already surpassed some of our past months. So you guys have been great for uh, – for page views for us, we do appreciate it. We don't just do it for the page views. We do it because we have a passion for sports and we want to bring you guys not just the news because you can go somewhere else for the news. We want to bring you our own take on it and a take that many of you probably have on a certain topic. So thank you. Thank you very much. Um, hopefully the rest of your summer is going well. Uh, we're going to try to continue this podcast. I didn't even mention that we got in the studio today. Austin and I haven't ah. been in this studio in a while, so it's uh, it's always great to get in the studio. Austin, that's why Austin felt a little at odds with the mic. I always like doing this in the studio. just feels a little bit different than doing it over Skype, even though I have my studio at home. Yeah, you're probably wondering why I sounded half decent this episode. <laughs> the one time that Austin's... Uh, doesn't sound I like do he's... sound better than I used to because I'm not using a gaming headset anymore to talk. But so, um, we're making upgrades. We're trying. But if we do get a guest, it's going to be in the studio. It's not going to be yes. – it is not going to be over the phone. We will promise you that. We might be in the studio. Hopefully our guests can come in too. And I can just continue rambling on. Thank yeah. you guys very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. And for people who live in Toronto, stay safe. <laughs>